Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be a godly leader in our homes, workplaces, and communities. We want to be a resource for men who are seeking spiritual leadership principles so that they can live and lead differently in all aspects of their life. This initiative is not just about reaching, but equipping men for Christ. As always, listen to the end to hear our guest answer our favorite question, what do you want your legacy to be? And we hope our conversations will help you answer that question yourself and better equip you to pursue it for God's glory. Now this week's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Men's Leadership Network. I'm so glad you're joining in today. And today we have a special guest, Diego Fua. And uh, Diego is in the house and we are actually at Beach Camp. So our student camp with middle school and high school students. We've got about 330 uh, middle school, high school students and adults uh, down at Panama City Beach. And God is doing amazing things. And Diego is heading up rec this week and working with all the students. And Diego, I'm just so thankful for you, man. We have been friends a long time. You've been at Rolling Hills since the very beginning. So 19 years ago, we met in an apartment clubhouse and yeah. you were there. And I'm just so thankful for your life. So tell us a little bit about you, your family, your career, kind of where you are in life. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to join the Men's Leadership Network. And it's been a powerful week at Beach Week and just seeing uh, life transformation and the passion that these middle school high schoolers have and amazing volunteers and staff. So it's been a great week. But yeah, this, you know, just a little bit about myself. You know, I, I was born and raised in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Uh, my parents are Filipino. They moved to the States here in the 60s. Uh, and so... I, I have a beautiful wife, Rebecca. You know, I have three children, Ella Grace, who's 14, Caroline, who's about to turn eight in a, uh, about a week, and Jack, who's four, and very definitely blessed. And just, uh, it's, you know, definitely uh, I'm very excited about what we do at church, and they love Rolling Hills, and we've been there. Uh, they've been at Rolling Hills since, the, since they were born. And, you know, as far as career-wise, you know, you know, I work, in the pharmaceutical industry, I work for Novartis Pharmaceuticals. You know, I work at, as a clinical research associate manager, though, uh, oversee those that manage clinical trials. And you know, I have a great opportunity at uh, at work. You know, this day and age in corporate America, prayer is frowned upon. Mm-hmm. And and through my faith journey and everything I've I've learned and everything uh, over the years, uh, Rolling Hills has been a big part of that. Has taught me to be bold in my faith. You know. And I've been praying with my team and, and not knowing if I'm going to lose my job, not knowing if I will, you know, create a divide in the team, but it has been powerful. The team has been receptive to that. They, they reach out to me and say, I appreciate that, that you speak up and that, that, you know, that you have the boldness to pray with us and know that we have a leader that, that has a strong foundation. And so definitely uh, use that platform uh, to bring the glory to God. Mm. I love that, Diego, man. And that's an area you've grown in. I've just known you over the years about praying and prayer with your family, but praying aloud and then mm-hmm. now praying at work is amazing to see. So, yeah. hey, tell us a little bit about your faith journey. You know, how did you yes. come to know Christ and how have you been growing in Him? You know, so growing up, I grew up Catholic. That's the you know dominant faith of uh, Filipinos, and so that was just what my parents did. You know, we I grew up going to mass since I was born, all through college. You know, I, you know, I it was just kind of for me going through the motions, and 
I knew that there was something missing, and, and I was very blessed in college to find some strong Christian uh, friends that helped invite me to to young adult Bible studies to to worship, and it made me realize that there there's something missing. That it truly is a, a God-sized hole in my heart that only God could fill, and I've you know, I, the Holy Spirit it was slowly working and telling me I needed to have that relationship. I didn't know what that was growing up. And and so that has helped definitely shape me. Just uh, God had placed some uh, godly people in my lives in, in college and, uh, and, and then after college. And, and my faith had just continued to grow. You know, I, I remember it was Palm Sunday, 2006. I remember singing, How Great Is Our God?, and I remember just weeping. Tears were just rolling down my face. I had just been married a few months prior to Rebecca. And, you know, I I was worried about what people thought because I wanted people to think, know that I was a Christian, you know, n- not knowing that I was truly baptized. You know, I was baptized as an infant, but that was my parents' decision, not my decision. So I was too worried about, okay, I, I'm— you know, uh, almost 30 years old and worried about what people thought, but the Holy Spirit really worked. It was probably the most moving moment in my life, you know, singing How Great Is Our God, and the Holy Spirit just prompted me, and I, I accepted Jesus that t- that East, uh, Palm Sunday, 2006, and that following Sunday, just like a storybook, <laughs> the story uh, fairy tale. I got baptized in a horse trough outside, outside of uh, Thoroughbred Theater. We had a little skirt around the horse trough, so it was really, really decorative. Uh, it was from my family and friends. I wanted to shout to the rooftops that I had accepted Jesus and that I wanted to follow Him all of my days of my life. And so, that was definitely, you know, uh, something that was the most important decision in my life. And so that's kind of where I've come from you know, growing up and now knowing it's not about, you know, religion, it's about a relationship. Awesome. I mean, praise God, Diego. It's just so amazing. And to see what God did in your life then and what God's doing in your life now has been amazing to see. And so I'm so thankful for the man that you are. And man, oh, hey, talk a little bit about this serving. You know, um, we're called as disciples of Christ to, Mm -hmm. to serve uh, and, and that was something you that's kind of always been in your DNA. It's been mm-hmm. something that's always been important to you. And, and I remember when I first met you, even you were you were serving at the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. But talk about yeah. how did you become involved in in serving? Yeah, you know, after college, I, I got involved working in the child life department at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital. You know that I love working with children. You know, it's especially I've have a passion for working with kids uh, with special needs and those uh, just just interacting with kids because I'm a big kid myself and so I, I looked at that opportunity at Vanderbilt you know at, as like a patch Adams type job I, I had the opportunity to facilitate fun activities uh, do games and just to make kids laugh help them have a distraction of what they're going through and and to me, I realized that that was my spiritual gift. My spiritual gift is to, you know, hospitality and and, and to bring joy and fun to working with kids. And I love it, you know. And, and so learning that through my time at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital has has definitely made an impact in my life. And looking back how God used his plan, he put me at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital for a purpose. Thinking back 
uh, as you know, you know Angie Adama, who is you know best friends with your wife Lisa. She would invite me all the time. Hey, you need to come check out. Like we're planning this church, Rolling Hills. We're meeting Thursday night at the Alaire Farms Clubhouse. You know, I was like, okay, yeah. You know, I was still trying to, uh, you know, I'm starting to grow in my faith. And I remember attending. And it was a small, small group, and I remember the worship was great. Uh, meeting you and that opportunity to uh, just to to worship like that was powerful. And I I realized that this is where I want to be. You know, and and to to see that I've been here since the day that you planted the church. Uh, is amazing and, and also thinking back how uh, I met my wife I was very very grateful at Vanderbilt um, she was a nurse at the hospital and so God had used put me in that place for a purpose because you know meeting you meeting you know inter- being introduced to the church you've been a huge impact in my life mm-hmm. uh, you're a big part of my family mm-hmm. you you've baptized mm-hmm. me you've married me you baptized uh, Ella Grace I mean you're you know you're the real deal mm-hmm. and that you know, I can't ask for anything better. And then, so just looking back, God's plan uh, at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital really had, you know, paved the way. Because I, I don't know where I'd be if I'd never got plugged in at Rolling Hills. Man, I love it, Diego. I just I start tearing up, man, thinking about you, thinking about your family and, and what God's done. And uh, all glory to Him. And, uh, you know, I love that you have that heart to serve so you know serving at Vanderbilt I remember you had your trunk filled with costumes you would go down and and all these kids you just they loved you you know and then you brought that to church right you know as you started getting involved in church you just said hey I want to serve so talk Mm -hmm. about some of the areas uh, about why it's important to serve at church but some of the areas in which you serve you know I think as my faith grew stronger uh, through church, I, I, I've served in different capacity. As a member, when we met at the movie theater, you know, I was still shy. I was still not comfortable, probably praying out loud at the time. But I, I but I knew that uh, I was starting to grow stronger and stronger to the Lord and and get more comfortable. But I, I served on the parking team, and I remember, you know, waving on the corner of Mallory and Cool Springs Boulevard with Myrn Maynard and Ben Pyron, and we would just wave at people. People would look at us like we're crazy, but, uh, you know, it was never a dull moment. And then breaking down the movie theater every Sunday made you appreciate, you know, how far we've come. We have this amazing facility. And those that, you know, I know that we've had to break down, you know, Nolansville and Columbia, and, you know, and so I appreciate all those that are committed to to helping get uh, the church started at different locations because it makes you appreciate uh, what you've been through and it helps, you know, locking arms with the volunteers. But as my, as my faith grew, you know, I, you know, we moved to the warehouse, you know, and I knew my passion and spiritual gifts are with kids. You know, I got plugged in the children's ministry and I've never looked back since. And, you know, I love serving in the kids' ministry. You know, I uh, help host the worship uh, kids worship and as a small group leader and just wherever is needed because I love I love seeing kids they're so innocent and their hearts are pure and just seeing how far they come I mean they're way light years ahead of where I was at that age and how they worship gets me fired up and and so we got an amazing family ministry uh, team that uh, helps lead us and the amazing volunteers but I definitely definitely uh you know, found my calling. I think working with with the kids, with the students, is definitely something that you know I love. Like I said, I'm a big kid myself. 
Well, I love that. And there's so many kids who just resonate with you and parents, and it's been incredible. And, you know, what you do, too, is it's in the kids' ministry, and you find that calling. But you serve in so many different ways, right? I mean, A6, so from Acts chapter 6 and all these men that you help empower community groups. You know, you and Rebecca have led community groups and just reaching people in your community, in your neighborhood. Uh, talk about some of those areas. How else do you yeah. serve? You know, I th- one thing I believe in, you get as much as you put in. I, I think mm. we, you could easily sneak in to church and sneak out, and you just don't feel like you're a you know, part, truly part of the church body. But once you truly jump in and start serving, find your calling, I think big thing is just find what are your spiritual gifts or what are you passionate about? But also, you know, uh, not just being, you know, uh, God is not worried about, you always say, our uh, capabilities, but our availability. And I, I feel like you need to step out of your comfort zone. And But, you know, just serving on A6, I think it's amazing helping support with the leadership team at Franklin. I think that being able to uh, help lead men to be the prayer warriors you know, for the servant leadership, congregational care that we, we provide. It's because the staff here at Rolling Hills, you know, you guys do so much, and that's mm. we want to protect you guys. And I think that it's a, it's an honor to to uh, to support the staff and the church body in that way. And in, in community groups, and that's where life happens, right? You know, you the ups and downs of life and leading community groups or hosting community groups is that's where you really you know dig deep and you feel connected and you know we've uh, Rebecca and I have led so many different groups and we've seen other groups break off and you know we're constantly meeting new people inviting people and I think that it's just amazing how the how welcoming the church is and people love uh, feel like it's home and just seeing people grow within the church and then just uh, with connections you know helping support the church with folks that are new to the church to get it plugged in and teaching them about uh, what it what uh, what it's like to be a part of the church body and be a partner in, in the history of the church so we love doing that and and my thing is if you see a need and just do it I think that if we all just did a little bit and did our part you know God will use that and and just do amazing things and so that's you know that's why those are different things I do to serve but wherever is needed uh, I just you know again I love locking arms with folks and that's where you get to meet some amazing people we have an amazing church body uh, and you feel it's so good you know through beach week you know I've met so many new um, volunteers I've never met before and they're so talented and all the things that people do behind the scenes it makes you appreciate it Mm. I love that I love it you're exactly right you know you you go in to serve and to help others, and you end up getting as much out of it as anybody, you know. And exactly. that's the way it is with the Lord, I think. Exactly. So, so what keeps men from serving? I mean, what, what you know, what are some of the excuses or some of the things that men go? You know what? I can't serve. You know. What do you think? Yeah. What do you think some of those things are? I mean, I, I think Satan tries to mm. to say that you're too busy or you're not good enough. So I think that one of the biggest excuses is that, you know, life is busy, mm-hmm. you know. I think that that's the number one excuse. But, you know, you you got to get your priorities in order. You know, I, I love how, you know, Chase mentions all the time, we're, we're uh, you know, we want to raise up the next generation. You know, I know sports and, and activities, they fill our schedule. But you've got to make a commitment 
and, and make it a priority to your family that church comes first, regardless. There's nothing wrong with those activities, but, uh, you know, we're, there's always something that you can do to chip in uh, to help and serve in different ways. There's uh, to use your talents. And so I think that and, and people f- feeling like they're, you know, they don't know it. Like I said earlier, the, they don't know their spiritual gifts. I think that there's always opportunities to, to find out what are your spiritual gifts and to utilize those to bring glory to God. And I think that, um, you know, the, and also just just as far as, um, you know, other excuses, it's just, you know, that it's inconvenient to them. But like I said, serving, I get more out of serving and just the seeing you know, kids smile or seeing kids worship or, you know, just the feeling I get serving is just like no other. So I love that, you know? Yeah. Because there's, like you said, I mean, it's really priorities, right? We all have the same amount of time. So it's how do you use that time? And what I appreciate about you, man, I see you, you get here at the eight o'clock service, you know, and you come up with the kids and then you serve at eight, you know, and then you go to worship at nine 30 with your whole family and your kids are all involved. So, so it's just finding those ways, you know, and mm-hmm. saying, hey, I'm going to push past those you know, excuses because I do think it's a spiritual battle. I think you're exactly right. I think Satan wants to keep us on the sidelines and say, you don't have gifts or talents. But, man, when you step out and do and then you realize, man, yeah. I'm great with kids or I'd love to do tech or I'd love to do, you know, ushering or greeting or parking. You know, we all have some yeah. way to contribute. You know, that is so good. Yeah. And one thing I want to add to, you know, if you put yourself in someone else's shoes you know mm-hmm. being a young uh, father of young kids seeing how many volunteers have poured into my kids and sacrificed week after week to to teach them and lead them i want to do the same for someone else's kids you know that you know we're not we shouldn't be consumers like okay we um you know just come in drop our kids off and then you know we should do our part but so just that's one thing that motivates me but also just like i said think about putting yourself in you know as a young parent uh yourself in their shoes and 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 to want to 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 help serve uh, other other uh kids and and that might help you motivate you mm-hmm. you know I, I love seeing how there's volunteers here there's always an excuse to you know papa jay is a great example that man is a rock star you know his kids are older but he you know him being here this week at beach week when he doesn't have kids and take time out of his schedule to to serve with middle school high school you know uh, he told me he's going to be serving connect on the connect camp he he doesn't matter he he loves serving and and he's um you know a little older but that it doesn't matter it it doesn't you know there's no it should be no excuse because Mm -hmm. uh, you should you know to have that fire i think that is amazing to you know looking at someone like papa jay to help you motivate you to want to continue to serve regardless of how old you are i love that i love that how did you push past those excuses in your own life to to get involved you know like i said just i i want to lead by example Mm. i want my kids to see that you know is it fun getting up every sunday morning uh but no but they know that it's something that's important And, and just leading by example in your home um, hopefully will resonate with them and help them see that they'll remember that when they they get older that you know you got again you got to put priorities in place and and show that that 
um, you know, we're here for a purpose, yeah. you know, we're here to, to serve, you know. So I definitely, that's one thing that motivates me because I want to model that for my kids. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What do we model for our kids? That is powerful, you know. And when they see their dad serve, their mom serve, they see that's important to them. And exactly. that's what's going to grow them, right? You know, yeah. not just to be a consumer, yeah. not just to be selfish, but to be somebody who's generous and kind and make a difference in the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Oh, Diego, what what do you see modeled in the life of Jesus when it comes to serving? You know, I love that uh, he came to serve, not to be served. And mm. I think in this world that it's all about the individual achievements, and that's not that's not what we're here for. I think for eternal greatness is how you serve others, how you love God, and love others. I think that. That is that motivates me. Just here, seeing Jesus's ministry makes motivates me to know that you know, he, you know, watching the feet of the disciples mm-hmm. and, and serving the 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 sick and you know women and children, and you know that to me, I think our our mantra, love everyone always, mm-hmm. it always sticks up because that's what Jesus would do, and so that's what uh, that's what motivates me because. You know, if my goal is to be like Jesus, you know, we're all going to fall short, but try to model what Jesus did every day. Mm, that's so true. And, and that's that's amazing. He says that in Mark 10, 45, right? The Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So, hey, what is your biggest joy in serving? I mean, what's your biggest joy? You know, biggest joy is just knowing that I'm fulfilling God's plan. Mm. You know, that's what brings joy, knowing that I'm fulfilling his purpose for my life. Um, And so that, like I said, seeing seeing uh, kids worship or or pray or smile, um, you know, helping lead in that way, um, being able to uh, be that godly husband, um, you know, praying with my wife, praying with my family. And I think that that's what brings joy, just living out his purpose for my life. And because my you know, purpose in life is not of the things of this world, but to, you know, to find my true identity in Christ, because, you know, I don't care about wealth. I don't care about status. You know, I don't care about those things, because at the end of the day, we have one shot at life and I want to make a difference. And, I, you know, that's my goal to to, to definitely bring honor to God and give it my all to my last breath. Mm. Praise God. Yes. And, and, and I'll say this, Diego, you, you know, I, I know you have this joy when you serve and I get to watch you, you know, and, and I mean, you're just so fun and out there, but you bring joy to a lot of people and uh, watching you at Beach Week, uh, man, those kids loved you and you and Scott doing recreation yeah. and putting on these, uh, muscle suits, you know, and yeah. coming out or doing the TikTok dances, I mean, yeah. you know, and I mean, to be on the beach with the floaties and the big inflatables, those kids, their smiles are as big oh. as this room. I mean, they are just having the time of their life and, and you get to help create that, you know, make yeah. that. Yeah. I, mean, I love finding creative ways to, to to worship you know i think that uh you know scott yeah got to know scott through scott miller he's amazing uh and and jacob and and mark all the we really uh bonded this week and and but just to anything that we could do to be silly to like i said to bring a smile to to the kids and make them have something for them to remember you know and just 
like I said, this week there's uh, several kids who gave their life to Christ and, and praying that prayer with them. That, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know. And I think that just, you know, whatever we can do, just find, like I said, creative ways of worship and, and to have fun, to make them want to get excited, to circle that on the calendar for next year, to want to come back because, you know, the amazing work that the staff and the volunteers did to put on, you know, it it helped. You know, it fired up the the campers, but it fired up the volunteers too because it it was definitely uh, moving and the Holy Spirit was definitely present. You know, definitely present this week, and I don't know. I can't wait for for Beach Week next year. I love it. I love it. Hey, what encouragement do you have for other men as they consider serving? You know, just like I said earlier, just finding your identity in Christ. You know, reminding that that you know, like I said. Our, we don't know uh, how long we have on earth, mm-hmm. uh, but God called us to be those spiritual men in the homes and, and in the community. And so and don't chase after, like I said, the status, the wealth. You know, if, you, if you find your true identity in Christ, and everything else will fall into place, you know, and because all these things of earth are, are temporary, you know, I'm, I'm, we should be striving for it, uh, eternal treasures mm-hmm. and that's that's what i would say to men that you know that are on the sidelines to to definitely use you know we're called to be spiritual men and just to to lead like i said lead by example and you know figure out what what strengths and gifts you have use that platform everybody has their own platform in, in influence and what are you doing with that influence to bring glory to god because like i said we you know we, we have one shot at life. Take advantage. Yeah, that is so powerful. Yeah, and, and, and man, you're exactly right. And so I, I, too, I just encourage every man out there like you did, Diego, um, get involved. You know, what a difference it makes in the yeah. lives of others, but it makes in your life and in your family. And, and this is our time, you know, so mm-hmm. don't, you know, put it off and go, I'll do it later or I'll do it later. You know, and a new, you know, church year will start in August, new opportunities to serve and you know, whether it's on Sunday mornings or being at Beach Week or working with middle school or high school yeah. students on Sunday night or Wednesday nights, but find a place, you know, yeah. find a place. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, I got one last question for you. All right. What do you want your legacy to be? You know, my legacy, you know, I want my legacy to be that I, I gave my all to spread joy, mm. that I loved others, and that I served others, you know, and... And like I said, uh, until my final breath, there there's not a time where okay, I've been there, done that. I, you, sh- you know, I want to do it until till my last breath. I want to be that, you know, continue to be that godly husband, god godly father, because I lost my dad at a young age, you know, and and it shaped me who I am because I missed out on things, and so it helps motivate me too to to be that. Uh, that spiritual leader and and husband and I think that just to be remembered that I was a man of God and not of you know the things of this earth and you know and just like I said spread joy and God's love and that's 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 what our purpose is and hopefully that's what I'm remembered by Mm. well Diego you're living it out man and I'm so proud and thankful for you and just seeing the way God's using you in your family, your marriage, and your life, but in your in God's church, and 
and, and with all these students, with everybody around. And so thank you. Thank you for doing that. And thank you for living it in, man, for making a difference in the lives of so many. And yeah, it's amazing. So, hey, let me pray for us right yep. now. Oh, Father God, thank you for your presence. Thank you for Diego Fua, Father. And just what an incredible man he is, a man after your heart. And I thank you for the the friend, the brother in Christ that he is. I thank you, Father, for every man listening right now. And I pray that you would challenge each of us, God, um, to not live for the things of this world, as Diego's challenged us, Father, but to live for the things of you and to get involved and to serve and to use our gifts. God, I pray for all these middle school and high school students, God, that you would raise up a generation that would seek you, Father, and allow us to be pouring into them, modeling for them about how to serve and make a difference. And so thank you, God, for this challenge, for this encouragement, and let us all live our lives for your glory every day with joy and peace because of Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Wow. Diego, thanks for joining us today. Man, how awesome. And uh, guys, thanks for listening. Hey, be sure and join us uh, next month for another podcast. And then every Friday, we've got the Man Minute that's coming out. It's so good. And just the encouragement. And I just want to remind you guys, iron sharpens iron, right? You know, as one man sharpens another. And so just remember that as we grow spiritually, you are impacting others. And I hope and pray that you've been sharper today and been encouraged today. So blessings on you. Have a great week. God bless.